0: Well, hey, this is Joey Ferjanik, lead pastor of the Block Church. I want to thank you for joining us today. It's an honor to share this time together with you. We hope this message will touch, impact, and transform your life and help take us one step further on our journey to revive every block. What's up, everybody? I wanna take a moment and welcome all of our physical locations and all those who watch online. We're so glad that you joined us today. My name is Lauren and alongside my husband, we're the lead pastors of The Block Church. And today is a really special day because it is Mother's Day. And I would love all the moms in the room to stand to their feet right now We wanna take a moment and honor you, moms. I know you don't like to stand, but I think it's really special to acknowledge you and to honor you. And today's a special day because you're special. And I'm so glad that you made it to church. You got your kids to church. You got yourself to church. Instead of sleeping in when we know that we want to, you're here. And it's the best place for your family to be is right here at church on Sunday morning. And I love you so much. I'm so proud of all the moms in this room and I wanna speak a blessing over you, a blessing of favor and anointing over your home and a blessing that would cover you and that would cover your family, a place of peace and of rest. And I pray for endurance and strength over you to be the disciple maker that you are called to be for your family and your home. And so in Jesus' name, I pray that, amen. Could we give everybody a round of applause for all these beautiful moms? And I know that in this room, there's also some people that are experiencing some real pain. And this day is not hard or is not easy for everybody, but maybe difficult. And so we stand with you and we know that there are different situations and different circumstances that there are people who are walking through. And so we love you and we're with you. And speaking of motherhood, A couple of weeks ago on a Sunday morning, I tried to be a great mom and a great wife by getting up early and making sure my family was taken care of. But before I even got my feet on the floor and opened my eyes, Pastor Joey was standing above me saying, Lauren, I don't have matching socks and I can't find my clothes. And did you wash them? Are they clean? Am I ready? And so I ensured him that he had what he needed and we would get him out the door on time and we got him out and I got myself ready and the kids ready and loaded everybody up with a hot cup of coffee in my hands and we were on our way to church and we had a couple minutes to spare, and as I was driving to church, I received a couple messages that the project I'd worked on to equip my team for a great, smooth Sunday morning didn't work out as planned, and I was frustrated and disappointed in myself that I missed the exit to get to church, the very exit I use every Sunday to go to church I missed. So I took a U-turn in the middle of the highway, which I suggest that you do not do, and I I made my way to church and I pulled in and I smelled something stinky and realized that Jovi, my five-month-old daughter, who hadn't pooped in seven days at this point, uh, decided to have a massive blowout. And I was getting her out of the car and getting the stroller out of the car. And people were walking by me saying, Pastor Lauren, do you need help? Are you okay? And I was like, no, I got it. I'm totally fine. I need no one's help. I've got this, I promise. And in my head, I'm like, man, I should have just grabbed some help. But I grabbed Jovi and I grabbed the stroller and I'm walking into the Northeast. And of course, they're in the middle of Team Rally and there's no room for me. But I know I have to make my way into service so that I can get Jovi changed. Well, I've bumped into 12 people with my stroller. There's not enough room. And Tony from the Northeast, you're always trying to help me out. And he's trying to guide me and I'm bumping people and I get into the auditorium and I realize, okay, it's time to put her down. But I put her down and I have poop all the way up my arm. Thankfully, in my nice White, clean clothes, nothing got on me, but it's just all the way up my arm and I set her down and I'm on the floor in the auditorium because I couldn't get to the bathroom. I'm changing her. And I'm honestly just frustrated at this point point. and I'm late to church and I'm not feeling motivated to go motivate my teams. I've let my team down and I'm just feeling frustrated. And uh, life can just be challenging at times. People and kids and husbands and bosses, can be difficult. And it makes me ask a million times over, what am I doing this all for? A better, to ask, a better question to ask yourself in those moments when life, when family, when job, when your responsibilities, when they feel overwhelming, is not what am I doing this for, but who am I doing this for? When we shift the question, it allows us to frame our entire outlook and ability to do hard things. Jesus makes a statement in John 14, 15, and it says, if you love me, obey my commandments. He doesn't say this to instill fear, rather to give us an opportunity to experience his blessing, his favor, and the abundant life. Furthermore, and most importantly, our obedience is a token of love to God. So whatever we're doing in this life, Serving, working, changing dirty diapers, parenting, being a spouse, you name it, we're doing this thing from a place of obedience to him. And so today, the title of my message is, Who Am I Doing This For? Turn to your neighbor and ask them, Who am I doing this for? Let me clarify the this that I'm talking about. The this is being obedient. In the next few moments, I wanna to talk to you about being obedient. I'm gonna use the, Apostles Paul, the Apostle Paul's life as a springboard to this conversation. In 1 Corinthians 9, 19 through 23, it says, "'Even though I'm a free man with no master, "'I have become a slave to all people "'to bring many to Christ. "'When I was with the Jews, "'I lived like a Jew to bring the Jews to Christ.'" When I was with those who follow the Jewish law, I too lived under the law. Even though I'm not subject to the law, I did this so I could bring those to Christ who are under the law. When I was with the Gentiles who do not follow the Jewish law, I too lived apart from the law so I can bring them to Christ. But I do not ignore the law of God, I obey the law of Christ. When I'm with those who are weak, I share in their weakness, for I want to bring the weak to Christ." Yes, I find common ground with everyone doing everything I can to save some. I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessing. In other words, Paul is saying, I am obedient for his glory. My whole life, I'm enslaved to servanthood, difficult people, trying circumstances, or even rules I'll subject myself to. I'm obedient to Christ so he gets the glory through my life. I love the word endurance. Endurance is displaying strength and staying power in unpleasant or difficult processes or situations without quitting. You get a bonus point when you do it without complaining we get to do it all for him. Sometimes we need to start with the small things, with minor things and practice the mentality of doing it for him. So when it gets to the big things, it's really easy to make sure that we are surely doing it for him. When I wake up in the morning, when I get to serve my husband and my kids and my friends and my family, it's a pleasure for me to be obedient to God by serving my family. Some of us, we've, we complain about the very things that we pray for. We've prayed for a spouse, but we complain about them we've prayed for that new job, but we sit there and we complain about our boss who gave us the very opportunity for that new job. We complain about the very things that we long desired and believed God for, that it would have to be a miracle for God to make this happen. But when it comes to us, we complain because we don't know how to have the endurance and the strength in the small things not to complain. So when the big things come, when prayers are answered, we still complain about them. I really believe that obedience is the fruit of your faith in God. And by fruit of your faith, I'm talking about the parts that people see. Your testimony, even if you don't feel like it, even if you got that bad diagnosis, even if your husband cheated on you, even if your business failed or you failed that test or the thing that you've been working really hard on that project, you missed it. I still get to choose to be obedient. That's what fruit is. And the fruit of your life can either be stinky, rotten, nasty, and deter your family and friends from Jesus, or the fruit of your life gets to be a sweet aroma of peace in the middle of chaos, of joy in the middle of pain, of steadfastness in the middle of the storm. When you choose obedience, The fruit of your life becomes the testimony that everyone has to hear. A question to ponder today is, do you actually trust him enough to be obedient to him? I think that's good for all of us to take a moment and ask ourselves, do you really trust him enough to be obedient to him? Even when it hasn't gone the way that you thought it would be. Do you trust him enough to be obedient? And C.S. Lewis says this, to have faith in Christ means trying to do all the things he says. There would be no sense in saying you trusted a person if you would not take all of his advice. In 2 Corinthians eleven twenty-four 24 through 28, it says, five different times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes three times I have been beaten with rods. Once I was stoned, three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night in a day adrift at sea. I've traveled on many long journeys. I've faced danger from rivers and from robbers. I've faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I have faced danger in the cities, in the deserts, and on the seas. And I've faced danger from men who claim to be believers but are not. I've worked hard and long and during many sleepless nights. I've been hungry and thirsty and have gone without food. I have shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. Then, besides all of this, I have the daily burden of the concern for all the churches. In other words, Paul is saying, I'm obedient for their victory. Paul's like, I'm literally getting beaten. I'm getting my tail kicked. But for those I love, it is worth it. I carry all the burden for the churches and for those I'm ministering to and for the next generation of ministers. It's all of it. It's all of them. They are all worth it to him. And for us, who's the they for you and I? Is it your kids? Is it for those at your workplace? Is it for those that you're discipling? Is it for those that are your employees? You've got more influence than you think. And we have this saying on our staff, if not for us, do it for them. There are times when I don't wanna be a good wife. I don't wanna be a good leader. I don't wanna be a good pastor. I don't wanna be a good teammate. I honestly just want to sleep. When you have a newborn, you understand what I'm saying or honestly kids until they're 18, you just wanna sleep. And it's easier for us sometimes to not choose the hard things. It's easier for us to not be a good leader, to not have that hard conversation, to not be confrontational, just to brush things aside. It's more important for me to be obedient to God and to do hard things because I care about their victory more than I care about my comfort. I'm obedient to God because it impacts my kids, my marriage, my friendships, and those around me who don't yet know Jesus. There was this one time that uh, Maverick said the B word. And we don't even use the B word in my house at all. Like it's nothing that comes up, I promise you, not even a slip. That's just not a word that we use. And I went to Maverick and I was like, bud, where did you hear this word from? And I didn't want to like, you know, scare him or make him feel shame because I wanted him to tell us where he heard it from. And so I just leaned over to him and he was like, mom, I heard it at school. And I found that interesting because I, uh, I was reading this. It says, Joyce Meyer says, more is caught than taught. And this is not just for moms, this is for all of us. There's a principle for all of us. Just like bad things can be caught and taught, great things can be caught and taught. Our obedience is going to lead to their victory or our disobedience is going to lead to their demise. I want my obedience to overpower the negativity and darkness that Maverick hears in the world or at school or by his friends. It's a choice for me to be obedient to God so that he can overcome, so that he can really know what it feels like to be obedient to God. He gets to see me be obedient so that he gets to walk in obedience. In Deuteronomy 11:18 18 through 21, it says, so commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these words of mine. Tie them to your hands and wear them to your forehead as reminders, teach them to your children. We're obedient for the next generation so that they can flourish. As we continue in Paul's life, let me read this to you. Romans 6, 16 through 18 says, don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. In other words, Paul is saying, I'm obedient for my benefit. Sometimes we think that when we're obedient to God, everything in life should be roses and joy and fulfilling. And we get bitter when we get mad at God because it doesn't turn out that way. But God doesn't offer us a perfect life. He offers us peace. And for some of you, peace just isn't enough. But when we're obedient to God, peace is a benefit. And today, peace is available to you. And I encourage you that as you walk in obedience, that peace would be enough for you. A few years ago, uh, Joey and I both felt like it was time for me to begin leaving my job, my marketplace job. And this job has been such an incredible benefit for us as we moved to the city and I didn't have a job, neither are Joey or I, and he looked at me and said, Lauren, it's time for you to go get a job. And so I did, and this job blessed me in more ways than we could have even imagined. It also blessed our church because I got to hire 30 people while at that job who got to move here and be part of what was happening in Philadelphia. And it was just such a blessing. I felt like, I was right in the middle of my best ministry days. I, I got to minister to people. I was really the pastor of that job. I was really just, it's it, it just unexplainable what God did in that season of my life. And, you know, I had some fears, you know, God gives you opportunities and seasons and you're kind of like at that doorstep of, am I going to be obedient? Am I going to walk through the door and I felt like I was like, just almost leaning into fear more than I was obedience. And Joey really felt like it was the time and our team really felt like it was the time, but I got super insecure and got super fearful. Like, could I actually fill the shoes that full-time ministry needed me to be? And I was being really successful in my job. And I, uh, just being honest, it was just really painful for me and to walk in obedience in that season. We were scared that we wouldn't have insurance and we were nervous that, you know, God, how are you gonna do it? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna take care of our family? Are you gonna take care of my kids? Are you gonna take care of my husband? Are you gonna take care of the details of us? I've I've been obedient to you thus far and I'm not sure how to be obedient to you now, but I began to take the steps of obedience and I had to tell my bosses, which were really hard for me, They had been so good to me and so good to my family. And I felt like I was letting them down by taking this next step to be obedient to God. But in that, in my obedience, to just say yes to what God had asked me to to do, my bosses were so good to me and they celebrated me and they celebrated all that happened in the seasons that I had given them and they celebrated the fact that our church was the way that it was and they celebrated every piece of it worked out. It was like God had breathed in that moment that opportunity, timing, and calling had aligned beautifully in my life for the very first time. And I stepped out in obedience and, you know, a couple days later as I left that job, We got a call from a pastor and he said, "Uh, Lauren and Joey, I wanna pay for your insurance for the next two years so that you guys can get on your feet. And I really felt like that was just a kiss from God that he blew me a kiss and just said, Lauren, I'm proud of you for being obedient. Even when you were unsure, even when you didn't know, even when you were insecure, even when you were fearful, your obedience to me allowed you to then step into peace, but allowed me to take care of the details for you. And I want to tell you this, every act of obedience will be met with some type of opposition or obstacle. Craig Rochelle says this, if you're not ready to face opposition for your obedience to God, you are not ready to be used by God. Don't be surprised when the enemy brings opposition, you should expect it. And so today I wanna encourage you, every person in this room who you sense God asking you to be obedient in a certain area of your life and you're unsure how to walk in it because you're scared or you're fearful. Today I'm here to tell you that walking in obedience will allow you to have peace and it will be for your benefit. And so I wanna pray for you. I want you to stand all over this room. I wanna pray that you'd have the strength to be obedient to God. God, thank you that it is our privilege to be obedient to you. We're grateful that you choose to use us, that you want to use us. And God, I pray for every person in the room right now who um, is on the edge of being obedient to you and is unsure and doesn't know, but I pray that you would lead them and guide them and remind them that they were made for such a moment as this and that you've called them and you can equip them and you can give them everything they need to walk into obedience. And so God, I pray peace over their minds, peace over the decisions and peace over them. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks so much for joining us today. I especially want to thank those of you who give generously to help us revive every block. If you enjoyed this message, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, screenshot it, and post your social stories and tag us at The Block Church. We'd love to hear from you and how you found this encouraging and inspiring. Thanks again and God bless you.